Section 13 of Mary Schweidler, The Amber Witch. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Mary Schweidler, The Amber Witch, by Wilhelm Meinhold, translated by Lucy Duff Gordon. Chapter 18 of the first trial and what came thereof. Next morning, as I walked up and down in the court, seeing that I had many times asked the constable in vain to lead me to my child, he would not even tell me where she lay, and for very disquietude I had at last begun to wander about there. About six o'clock there came a coach from Usdom, wherein sat his worship, Master Samuel Pieper, Consul de Regens, Item, the Camararis Gebhard Wenzel, and Escriba, whose name, indeed, I heard, but have forgotten it again. And my daughter forgot it also, albeit in other things she has an excellent memory, and indeed told me most of what follows, for my old head nigh well burst, so that I myself could remember but little. I straightway went up to the coach, and begged that the worshipful court would suffer me to be present at the trial seeing that my daughter was yet in her nonage, but which the sheriff, who meanwhile had stepped up to the coach from the terrace, whence he had seen all, had denied me. But his worship, Master Samuel Pieper, who was a little round man with a fat paunch, and a beard mingled with grey hanging down to his middle, reached me his hand, and condoled with me like a Christian in my trouble. I might come into court in God's name. He wished with all his heart that all whereof my daughter was filed might prove to be foul lies. Nevertheless I had still to wait two hours before their worships came down the winding stair again. At last, towards nine o'clock, I heard the constable moving about the chairs and benches in the judgment chamber, and as I conceived that the time was now come, I went in and sat myself down on a bench. No one, however, was yet there, save the constable and his young daughter, who was wiping the table, and held a rosebud between her lips. I was fain to beg her to give it to me, so that I might have it to smell to, and I believe I should have been carried dead out of the room that day if I had not had it. God is thus able to preserve our lives even by means of a poor flower, if so he wills it. At length their worships came in and sat round the table, whereupon Dome Consul mentioned the constable to fetch in my child. Meanwhile he asked the sheriff whether he had put Rhea in chains, and when he said no, he gave him such a reprimand that it went through my very marrow. But the sheriff excused himself, saying that he had not done so from regard to her quality, but had locked her up in so fast a dungeon that she could not possibly escape therefrom. Whereupon Dom Consul answered that much as possible to the devil, and that they would have to answer for it should Rhea escape. This angered the sheriff, and he replied that if the devil could convey her through walls seven feet thick and through three doors, he could very easily break her chains, too. Whereupon Dom Consul said that thereafter he would look at the prison himself, and I think that the sheriff had been so kind only because he yet hoped, as indeed will hereafter be shown, to talk over my daughter to let him have his will of her. And now the door opened, and my poor child came in with a constable but walking backwards and without her shoes, the which she was forced to leave without. 
the fellow had seized her by her long hair and thus dragged her up to the table when first she was to turn round and look upon her judges he had a vast deal to say in the matter and was in every way a bold and impudent rogue as will soon be shown after dome consul had heaved a deep sigh and gazed at her from head to foot he first asked her her name and how old she was item if she knew why she was summoned before them on the last point she answered that the sheriff had already told her father the reason that she wished not to wrong any one but thought that the sheriff himself had brought upon her the repute of a witch in order to gain her to his wicked will whereupon she told all his ways with her from the very first and how he would by all means have had her for his housekeeper and that when she would not although he had many times come himself to her father his house one day as he went out of the door he had muttered in his beard i will have her despite of all which their servant klaus niels had heard as he stood in the stable and he also sought to gain his ends by means of an ungodly woman one lizzie colgan who had formerly been in his service that this woman belike had contrived the spells which they laid to her charge she herself knew nothing of witchcraft item she related what the sheriff had done to her the evening before when she had just come and when he for the first time spoke out plainly thinking that she was then altogether in his power nay more that he had come to her that very night again in her dungeon and had made her the same offers saying that he would set her free if she would let him have his will of her and that when she denied him he had struggled with her whereupon she had screamed aloud and had scratched him across the nose as might yet be seen whereupon he had left her wherefore she would not acknowledge the sheriff as her judge and trusted in god to save her from the hands of her enemies as of old he had saved the chaste susanna when she now held her peace amid loud sobs dom consul started up after he had looked as we all did at the sheriff's nose and had in truth espied the scar upon it and cried out in amaze speak for god his sake speak what is this that i hear of your lordship whereupon the sheriff without changing color answered that although indeed he was not called upon to say anything to their worships seeing that he was the head of the court and that rhea as appeared from numberless indica was a wicked witch and therefore could not bear witness against him or any one else he nevertheless would speak so as to give no cause of scandal to the court that all the charges brought against him by this person were foul lies it was indeed true that he would have hired her for a housekeeper whereof he stood greatly in need seeing that his old dorothy was already growing infirm it was also true that he had yesterday questioned her in private hoping to get her to confess by fair means whereby her sentence would be softened insomuch as he had pity on her great youth but that he had not said one naughty word to her nor had he been to her in the night and that it was his little lapdog called below which had scratched him while he played with it that very morning that his old dorothy could bear witness to this and that the cunning witch had only made use of this while to divide the court against itself thereby and with the devil's help to gain her own advantage insomuch as she was a most cunning creature as the court would soon find out thereupon i plucked up a heart and declared that all my daughter had said was true and that the evening before i myself had heard through the door how his lordship had made offers to her 
and would have done wantonness with her. Item, that he had already sought to kiss her once at Kosoro. Item, the troubles which his lordship had formerly brought upon me in the matter of the first fruits. Howbeit, the sheriff presently talked me down, saying, that if I had slandered him, an innocent man, in church from the pulpit, as the whole congregation could bear witness, I should doubtless find it easy to do as much here, before the court, not to mention that a father could, in no case, be a witness for his own child. But Dome Council seemed quite confounded, and was silent, and leaned his head on the table as in deep thought. Meanwhile the impudent constable began to finger his beard from under his arm, and Dome Council, thinking it was a fly, struck at him with his hand, without even looking up. But when he felt the constable his hand, he jumped up and asked him what he wanted. Whereupon the fellow answered, Oh, only a louse was creeping there, and I would have caught it. At such impudence, his worship was so exceeding wroth that he struck the constable on the mouth, and ordered him, on pain of heavy punishment, to leave the room. Thereupon he turned to the sheriff, and cried angrily, why, in the name of all the ten devils, is it thus your lordship keeps the constable in order? And truly, in this whole matter, there is something which passes my understanding. But the sheriff answered, Not so. Should you not understand it all, when you think upon the eels? Hereat, Dom Council of a sudden turned ghastly pale, and began to tremble, as it appeared to me, and called the sheriff aside into another chamber. I have never been able to learn what that about the eels could mean. Meanwhile, Dominus Camarius Gebhard Wenzel sat biting his pen, and looking furiously, now at me, and now at my child, but said not a word. Neither did he answer Scriva, who often whispered something into his ear, save by a growl. At length both their worships came back into the chamber together, and Dom Council, after he and the sheriff had seated themselves, began to reproach my poor child violently, saying that she had sought to make a disturbance in the worshipful court, that his lordship had shown him the very dog which had scratched his nose, and that, moreover, the fact had been sworn to by the old housekeeper. Truly she was not likely to betray him, for the old harlot had lived with him for years, and she had a good big boy by him, as will be seen hereafter. Item he said that so many indica of her guilt had come to light, that it was impossible to believe anything she might say. She was therefore to give glory to God, and openly to confess everything, so as to soften her punishment, whereby she might perchance, in pity for her youth, escape with life, etc. Hereupon he put his spectacles on his nose, and began to cross-question her, during near four hours, from a paper which he held in his hand. These were the main articles, as far as we both can remember. Questio. Whether she could be witch? Responsio. No, she knew nothing of witchcraft. Questio. Whether she could charm? Responsio. Of that she knew as little. Questio. Whether she had ever been on the Blocksburg? Responsio. That was too far off for her. She knew few hills save the Struckleburg where she had been very often. Questio. What had she done there? Responsio. She had looked out over the sea, or gathered flowers. Item, at times, carried home an apronful of dry brushwood. Questio. Whether she had ever called upon the devil there. Responsio. 
That had never come into her mind. Questio. Whether, then, the devil had appeared to her there uncalled. Responsio. God defend her from such a thing. Questio. So she could not bewitch? Responsio. No. Questio. What, then, befell Kit Zuter his spotted cow, that it suddenly died in her presence? Responsio. She did not know, and that was a strange question. Questio. Then it would be as strange a question, why Katie Barreau, her little pig, had died? Responsio. Assuredly. She wondered what they would lay to her charge. Questio. Then she had not bewitched them? Responsio. No, God forbid it. Questio. Why, then, if she were innocent, had she promised old Katie another little pig when her sow should litter? Responsio. She did that out of kind-heartedness. And thereupon she began to weep bitterly, and said she plainly saw that she had to thank old Lizzie Colgan for all this, inasmuch as she had often threatened her when she would not fulfill all her greedy desires, for she wanted everything that came in her way. Moreover, that Lizzie had gone all about the village when the cattle were bewitched, persuading the people that if only a pure maid pulled a few hairs out of the beast's tails, they would get better. That she pitied them, and knowing herself to be a maid, went to help them. And indeed at first it cured them, but laterly not. Questio. What cattle had she cured? Responsio. Zabel his red cow, item within her pig, and old Lizzie's own cow. Questio. Why could she afterwards cure them no more? Responsio. She did not know, but thought, albeit she had no wish to file anyone, that old Lizzie Colgan, who for many a long year had been in common repute as a witch, had done it all, and bewitched the cows in her name, and then charmed them back again, as she pleased, only to bring her misfortune. Questio. Why, then, had old Lizzie bewitched her own cow? Item, suffered her own pig to die, if it was she that had made all the disturbance in the village, and could really charm. Responsio. She did not know. But belike there was someone, and here she looked at the sheriff, who paid her double for it all. Questio. It was in vain that she sought to shift the guilt from off herself. Had she not bewitched old Pash, his crop, nay, even her own father's, and caused it to be trodden down by the devil? Item, conjured all the caterpillars into her father's orchard? Responsio. The question was almost as monstrous as the deed would have been. There sat her father, and his worship might ask him whether she ever had shown herself an undutiful child to him. Whereupon I would have risen to speak, but Dom Council suffered me not to open my mouth, but went on with his examination, whereupon I remained silent and downcast. Questio. Whether she did likewise deny that it was through her malice that the woman Whitman had given birth to a devil's imp, which straightway started up and flew out at the window, so that when the midwife sought for it, it had disappeared. Responsio. Truly, she did and indeed she had all the days of her life done good to the people instead of harm, for during the terrible famine she had often taken the bread out of her own mouth to share it among the others, especially the little children. To this the whole parish must needs bear witness, if they were asked, 
whereas witches and warlocks always did evil and no good to men, as our Lord Jesus taught, Matthew 12, when the Pharisees blasphemed him, saying that he cast out devils by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils, and his worship might see whether she could in truth be a witch. Questio. He would soon teach her to talk of blasphemies. He saw that her tongue was well hung, but she must answer the questions he asked her, and say nothing more. The question was not what good she had done to the poor, but wherewithal she had done it. She must now show how she and her father had, of a sudden, grown so rich that she could go pranking about in a silken raiment, whereas she used to be so very poor. Whereupon she looked towards me, and said, Father, shall I tell? Whereupon I answered, Yes, my child, now thou must openly tell all even though we thereby become beggars. She accordingly told how, when our need was sorest, she had found the amber, and how much we had gotten for it from the Dutch merchants. Questio. What were the names of these merchants? Responsio. Diederich von Penham and Jacob Kaikabush. But, as we have heard from a shiver, they since died of the plague at Stetton. Questio. Why had we said nothing of such a godsend? Responsio. Out of fear of our enemy the sheriff, who, as it seemed, had condemned us to die of hunger, inasmuch as he forbade the parishioners, under pain of heavy displeasure, to supply us with anything, saying that he would send them a better parson. Hereupon, Dom Council again looked the sheriff sharply in the face, who answered that it was true he had said this, seeing that the parson had preached at him in the most scandalous manner from the pulpit, but that he knew very well, at the time, that they were far enough from dying of hunger. Questio. How came so much amber on the Struckleberg? She had best confess at once that the devil had brought it to her. Responsio. She knew nothing about that. But there was a great vein of amber there, as she could show to them all that very day. And she had broken out the amber, and covered the hole well over with fir twigs, so that none should find it. Questio. When had she gone up the Struckleberg? By day or by night? Responsio. Hereupon she blushed, and for a moment held her peace, but presently made answer, Sometimes by day, and sometimes by night. Questio. Why did she hesitate? She had better make a full confession of all, so that her punishment might be less heavy. Had she not there given over old Seddon to Satan, who had carried him off through the air, and left only a part of his hair and brain sticking to the top of an oak? Responsio. She did not know whether that was his hair and brains at all, nor how it came there. She went to the tree one morning, because she heard a woodpecker cry so dolefully. Item. Old Pash, who also had heard the cries, came up with his axe in his hand. Questio. Whether the woodpecker was not the devil himself, who had carried off old Seddon? Responsio. She did not know, but he must have been dead some time, seeing that the blood and brains which the lad fetched down out of the tree were quite dried up. Questio. How and when, then, had he come by his death? Responsio. That Almighty God only knew. But Zuter, his little girl, had said that one day, while she gathered nettles for the cows under said in his hedge, she heard the goodman threaten his squint-eyed wife that he would tell the parson that he now knew of a certainty that she had a familiar spirit, whereupon the goodman had presently disappeared. 
but that this was a child's tale, and she would file no one on the strength of it. Whereupon Dom Council again looked the sheriff steadily in the face, and said, Old Lizzie Colkin must be brought before us this very day. Whereto the sheriff made no answer, and he went on to ask, Questio, whether then, she still maintained that she knew nothing of the devil. Responsio, she maintained it now, and would maintain it until her life's end. Questio, and nevertheless, as had been seen by witnesses, she had been rebaptized by him in the sea in broad daylight. Here again she blushed, and for a moment was silent. Questio, why did she blush again? She should, for God his sake, think on her salvation, and confess the truth. Responsio, she had bathed herself in the sea, seeing that the day was very hot. That was the whole truth. Questio, what chaste maiden would ever bathe in the sea? Thou liest! Or wilt thou even yet deny that thou didst bewitch old Pash his little girl with a white roll? Responsio, alas, alas! She loved the child as though it were her own little sister. Not only had she taught her as well as all the other children without reward, but during the heavy famine she had would often take the bit from her own mouth to put it in the little child's. How, then, could she have wished to do her such grievous harm? Questio. Wilt thou even yet deny? Reverend Abram, how stubborn is your child! See here, is this no witch's salve, which the constable fetched out of thy coffer last night? Is this no witch's salve, eh? Responsio. It was a salve for the skin, which would make it soft and white, as the apothecary at Wolgast had told her, of whom she bought it. Questio. Hereupon he shook his head, and went on. How, wilt thou then lastly deny that on this last Saturday, the both July, at twelve o'clock at night, thou didst, on the Struckleberg, call upon thy paramour the devil, in dreadful words, whereupon he appeared to thee in the shape of a great hairy giant, and clipped thee and toyed with thee? At these words she grew more pale than a corpse, and tottered so that she was forced to hold by a chair, and I, wretched man, who would readily have sworn away my life for her, when I saw and heard this my senses forsook me, so that I fell down from the bench, and Dom Consul had to call in the constable to help me up. When I had come to myself a little, and the impudent violets saw our common consternation, he cried out, grinning at the court the while, Is it all out? Is it all out? Has she confessed? Whereupon Dom Consul again showed him the door with a sharp rebuke, as might have been expected, and it is said that this knave played the pimp for the sheriff, and indeed I think he would not otherwise have been so bold. Soma, I should well nigh have perished in my distress, but for the little rose, which by the help of God's mercy kept me up bravely, and now the whole court rose and exhorted my poor fainting child by the living God, and as she would save her soul, to deny no longer, but in pity to herself and her father, to confess the truth. Hereupon she heaved a deep sigh, and grew as red as she had been pale before, insomuch as even her hand upon the chair was like scarlet, and she did not raise her eyes from the ground. Responsio. She would now then confess the simple truth, as she saw right well that wicked people had stolen after and watched her at nights that she had been to seek for amber on the mountain, and that to drive away fear she had, 
as she was wont to do at her work, recited the Latin Carmen which her father had made on the illustrious King Gustavus Adolphus, when young Rüdiger of Nienkirchen, who had oft-times been at her father's house and talked of love to her, came out of the coppice, and when she cried out for fear, spoke to her in Latin, and clasped her in his arms, that he wore a great wolf-skin coat, so that folks should not know him if they met him, and tell the Lord his father that he had been on the mountain by night. At this her confession I fell into sheer despair, and cried in great wrath, Oh, thou ungodly and undutiful child, after all, then, thou hast a paramour. Did I not forbid thee to go up the mountain by night? What didst thou want on the mountain by night? And I began to moan and weep and wring my hands, so that Dom Council even had pity on me, and drew near to comfort me. Meanwhile she herself came towards me, and began to defend herself, saying, with many tears, that she had gone up the mountain by night, against my commands, to get so much amber that she might secretly buy for me, against my birthday, the opera Sancti Augustum, which the cantor at Wolgast wanted to sell, that it was not her fault that the young lord lay in wait for her one night, and that she would swear to me by the living God, that naught that was unseemly had happened between them there, and that she was still a maid. And herewith the first hearing was at end, for after Dom Council had whispered something into the ear of the sheriff, he called in the constable again, and bade him keep good watch over Rhea, item, not to leave her at large in her dungeon any longer, but to put her in chains. These words pierced my very heart, and I besought his worship to consider my sacred office and my ancient noble birth, and not to do me such dishonor as to put my daughter in chains that I would answer for her to the worshipful court with my own head that she would not escape. Whereupon Dom Council, after he had gone to look at the dungeon himself, granted me my request, and commanded the constable to leave her as she had been hitherto. End of section 13 Recording by Todd